follow. Father, today will you reveal yourself in mighty ways through the preaching of your word, God, so that we may see you clearly and so that we may follow you with with clarity and with confidence. God, always be our guide. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, when Jesus calls, you go. When Jesus says, come, follow me, you lay down all the things that you might be carrying that might keep you from following Jesus, and you follow him wherever he leads. See, one of the things that we carry around sometimes that causes us to not follow Jesus is our own agenda. And God calls us to lay down our own agenda. You see, there's a lot of times when Jesus calls for us to come and follow him or or to go, and we say, well, hold on, I wanna do something first. Or that's not where I wanna go. Or, Or whatever reason, we give him all these reasons why we can't follow him. Friends, that's our own agenda, and, and Jesus just kind of looks at us in and, and, and great Southern, in a great Southern phrase, he says, oh, that's precious. You know, just, just, just lay it down. <laughs> Bless your heart. That's a good one, too. Yes, yes. But when Jesus calls, you go. The, the gospel passage that we read just a minute ago was one that was appointed for the day, and I think it was the right one that was appointed for the day. Because what we see is this very thing. We see people coming up to Jesus and saying, oh yeah, Jesus, I want to follow you, but let me first, and then X, Y, and Z. What we see at the beginning of that passage in Luke chapter 9 is we see Jesus going into a Samaritan village. And verse 53 says that people didn't receive him because his face was set towards Jerusalem. You see, He wasn't rejected because of who he was. He was rejected because he wasn't focused on their agenda. He was focused on his own mission. He was focused on the will that the Lord had placed upon him, and he was focused on his his purpose. One of my favorite verses in that whole passage is verse 62. Somebody comes up to him, says, I want to follow you. And Jesus says, look, anyone who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Now, I have to admit to you, I've never plowed a field. Um, I've rode a garden. Every, but the thing that I do know is that, <laughs> the thing that I do know is that when you're plowing a field, you have to look straight ahead. Because if you look to the side or you look to the, to, to the other side or you look to the back, your rows are going to be off. And you're not going to be able to, to plant the things you need to plant. They're not going to grow the way that they need to grow. You look straight ahead. And so if we're going to be laborers in the Lord's vineyard, then we have to be following Jesus wherever he leads. Now, friends, there's a a lot in this gospel that I could talk about, but I'm not going to get into this morning. But like I said, I do think this is the right passage because, friends, today is a day of transition. Today is a, a day in which we come to the end of six years of following Jesus together. After today, we will still be following Jesus, but it will be separately. And so today is one of these days that we need to be reminded that we need to go wherever 
Christ calls us to go. We need to follow him. We need to stop where he stops. We need to turn where he turns. We need to, to be in the vineyard that he puts us in. And one of the things that I want to talk to you about today is this. What has led us to this day, this is my last day with you, but what has led us to this day has been nothing less than simply the leading of the Holy Spirit. It has been nothing less than us following Christ and listening to where he's wanting to take us, both in my personal ministry and for King of Kings here in Charlotte. I want you to hear that clearly, that the reason why I'm standing up here today and saying goodbye is nothing less than the leading of the Holy Spirit. Friends, up until, up until today, I've been on a journey, a personal journey, that I haven't been able to share with you. And today, I, I want to share a little bit of that journey with you to help set the context of how we've seen the Spirit lead us to this day. Friends, I've been in music ministry for well over 20 years. Music is, is a, a huge part of my life. It's a huge part of my identity. And the last six years of being your worship leader have been wonderful, wonderful years. But what I need to tell you is that a couple years ago, actually even before Randy left, I started feeling this unsettledness, a kind of a holy restlessness, if you will. I wasn't sure really what it meant. I actually talked to Randy a little bit about it. And we had a bunch of people praying. I said, I think the Lord's doing something in my life and doing something in my ministry, but I don't know what it is. Then the interim period happens. And you appoint me as your interim rector. And friends, what I can tell you is that that year as leading, of leading you as your interim rector, that was life-giving to me in a, in a way that ministry hadn't been for a long, long time. That year as your interim rector really confirmed some of the stuff that the Lord was doing in my life, that the Lord was, was expanding my ministry, was moving me on to, to something else. I didn't know what, I didn't know the timing, but I knew that the Lord was, had been, was doing something in my life, and I think it was right and it was good. Then after the interim period was over, and I went back to being your worship leader and your associate pastor, friends, I have to admit to you, it didn't fit. It didn't fit. I was, there was a, that, holy un, that holy unsettledness, that restlessness was there way more than it was before. And I believe that it really was the spirit of the Lord saying, Eric, I've, prepare yourself. I've got something else for you. I was in Chicago this past Christmas, just after, over New Year's, and I was talking with one of my former pastors, a really good fr uh, friend and mentor of mine. And we were talking about the year and we were praying about the year to come. And I said, I, I just think that 2019 is going to be a year of transition for me. I don't know what that means. I really don't, but that's just what I'm getting the sense of. I think that's what the Spirit's saying to me. And then we come back in January and Joel and I have a conversation that honestly neither one of us wanted to have about just the reality of things. And we decided that June 30th was gonna be the last day that I would be with you at King of Kings. I was talking to one of my spiritual directors and a, and a good mentor of mine, and I told him about the conversation, and he just kind of started laughing. He said, he said, praise God. He said, you saw this coming. 
I said, what, what do you mean? He goes, we've been praying for clarity like this for years, and now we know the timing. Praise be to God. It's like, oh, oh, okay, great. <laughs> Friends, when we follow Jesus, we have to follow him according to his own agenda, according to his timing, according to his ways. Now, the funny thing was, is between then and now, I didn't know where we were going. You know, I kind of felt a little bit like Abraham. When God calls Abram, he says, go to a land I'll show you. Okay. And he just kind of goes, right? And it's not until, I don't know, eight, nine, ten verses later that he, did, that he then tells them that he's going to the land of Canaan. But he wanted Abram to be faithful and just go. Now, here's the fun part. We come to today, and another piece of the puzzle has, has been put into place. And I... And I actually do have clarity now about what the Lord has been doing in my life over these last several years. And friends, it's with great joy that I can tell you I do know where I'm going now. I do know where I'm going. Friends, after today, I'm going on a one-month sabbatical. And then on August 1st, I start as the rector of Christ Church in Merle's Inlet, South Carolina. Thanks, we're really excited. And if, and if you know my wife at all, <laughs> you know that she has been praying for many years, many, many, many years, that the Lord would open up ministry at the beach for us. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Because, I mean, seriously, people at the beach, they need Jesus too, right? So, of course, yes. So, and so the Lord has blessed us with that abundantly. Abundantly. So we're going to be starting at Christ Church in Merle's Inlet, South Carolina, just south of Myrtle Beach, if you're not sure where it is, right on the coast. It's a beautiful place. Friends, let me tell you a little bit about Christ Church. Christ Church is a church that was planted by our own bishop, David Bryan. Over the last year, they've been in an interim period, and the interim rector has been Bishop Thad Barnum, who many of you also know and love, um, who is a wonderful preacher, if not one of the best. And yes, I have to follow him in the pulpit. <laughs> friends, I've got some big shoes to fill. I have some big shoes to fill. So friends, I need you to pray for me. Pray for me in the words that St. Paul asked the churches to pray for him that I might speak boldly and firmly the mystery of Christ, the words of the gospel. Friends, I invite you to pray for Christ's church, that the spirit would, would, would break out there, that there would be a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that we might follow Jesus where he leads us, and we might follow the spirit where he wants us to go and do the things in Merle's Inlet that he has set aside for us to do. So friends, that's, that's where the Lord has, has led us. And, and what I can tell you, and I'm gonna tell you this again multiple times in the rest of our time together, is, is I wouldn't be where I am today if it was not for the six years that we have been following Jesus together. So I wanna say thank you for that. You have prepared me for what lies ahead. And I continue to, continue to ask for your prayers as I'll be praying for you that the Spirit will be 
moving among you, that the Lord would lead you into new ministry, into new missions, and that you would follow Jesus wherever he goes, that you would set aside your own agenda as I set aside mine, and so we can both take up the agenda that Christ has given to us. But before we get in, before we, we finish and, 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 and we move to where the Lord has for us, I do have a few encouragements that I want to give to you today. The first thing that I want to encourage you with is this. Friends, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. That's the only way that you can follow where he goes. He's the guide, and when he turns, you turn. When he goes, you go. When he stops, you stop. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12 says this. If I can get to it. (laughs) Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight... And let us lay aside, lay aside every sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, looking to Jesus, your translation may say, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Friends, keep your eyes on Jesus. Remember Peter, Peter gets out on the boat on a, in the middle of a storm, in the middle of the water, and he walks on water. And the, way, the reason why he's able to do that is because his eyes are fixed on Jesus. It's when his eyes become fixed on all the stuff around him that he begins to sink. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Let him lead you where he wants to lead you. The next thing I want to encourage you with is this. Friends, Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Charlotte is a city of a thousand churches. But even they, they need to hear the pure gospel of Jesus' love for them. Even though there's lots of churches and lots of Christians, there are people who are out there who need to know that Christ loves them and that Christ shed his blood for them on that cross in order that they might be forgiven of the sins and they might be reconciled with God and they might have a way to God through Christ. They need to hear that and they need to hear that because of the resurrection that we might find new life, that he is the first fruits of the eternal life. So preach the gospel, friends. Proclaim it wherever you are. Joel, Fred, from the pulpit, friends, proclaim it in your works wherever, wherever you are. Proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Friends, and not only preach the gospel, but I want to encourage you to live out the gospel. Continue to live out the gospel. Charlotte is also a city that needs to see the gospel lived out. We've talked for years about loving one another, that when we do life together and we love one another well, then people can see what it looks like when Christ is truly Lord. When people are loving one another and fellowshipping well, that's a foretaste of the kingdom, friends. And Charlotte needs to see that. And friends, here's the thing. I know you can do that well. 
because I've seen it for six years. I've seen it for six years, you guys living out the gospel and loving one another well. And the truth is, friends, I also have not just seen it, but I've been a recipient of it many times over. Friends, I know you can love well because I've experienced that love. And so one of the last things I wanna say to you is thank you. Friends, all of Christian life begins and ends in gratitude. All of Christian life begins and, begins and ends in gratitude. Everything that we receive, we receive because it's a gift. Friends, you have loved me well. You have loved my wife well. You have loved my children well. And so thank you for six years of ministry among you. Friends, we have, we have served together. We have prayed together. We have lamented together. We've rejoiced together. And friends, we've worshiped well together. And here's the, here's the reality. Even though the Lord is moving me on into a, a different mission, it's still ultimately the same mission that we're on together. You're, you here in Charlotte, me in Merle's Inlet, it's the same mission. We're still called to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of marvelous light. We're called to share the love of God with those who need to know what real transforming love looks like. And so we're still on mission together, just not physically. We're just in different parts of the Lord's vineyard. And it is the Lord's vineyard, and so he's able to move his laborers around wherever he wants. And so today is one of these days that I'm going to look at as, say, an Ebenezer in my life, as, say, a stone of remembrance. Friends, if you remember last year, for those of you who were on the parish retreat, we spent a lot of time talking about stones of remembrance. And the reason why we set up an Ebenezer or a stone of remembrance, we set it up so that we can look back on it and we can say, the Lord has been faithful to us. Look at the Lord's goodness as a way of remembering what the Lord has done for us. We also made all of these, these little stones that were just kind of something that we wanted to remember uh, by. And Jeff Russell uh, gave me one uh, that, that he actually made for me as a way of really kind of commemorating my time just that year as the, as the interim. Um, it's just got my initials, got a heart across the Bible. Um, but friends, this is going to sit on my desk when I walk into my new office in Christ Church as a stone of remembrance, as a way of remembering the Lord's goodness in our lives. You're making me cry, man. <laughs> as a way, it's going to sit there so I can look at it and I can, and, and I can promise you, I'm going to look at it, I'm gonna remember our six years together and it's going to remind me of the words in Psalms 126, verse three. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. So thank you. May the Lord continue to bless you. Pray for me as I will pray for you. And thank you, friends. Let's pray together.